Score Innovation Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Score Innovation Podcast channel. This is the final podcast in a three-part series on hydrogen. In episode one, we looked at the basics of hydrogen. In episode two, we looked at innovative future hydrogen applications. Today, we continue the discussion and look at what hydrogen means for insurers and how insurance will play a key role in the energy transition. My name is Michel Krenzer, Global Leader for Onshore Energy. And with me today are David Kosra, Global Head of Energy. Good morning, David. Hi, Michel. Eric Lenoir, Energy Risk Control Global Practice Leader. Good morning, Michel. And Kevin Lumist, Senior Construction Underwriter. Morning, Kevin. Morning, Michel. So, David, let's start with you. The energy transition and therefore hydrogen is key to score, and even more so in the energy sector. What is the role of insurers in the energy transition? Well, that's a very important question, Michel. Thank you. Um, when we face such a changing environment around us, I think it is very important to get back to our purpose. And if we consider that the purpose of insurance is um, supporting the resilience of societies and the development of economies, then it is clear that insurance have a strong role to play in the transition. The fundamental shift currently underway um, is critical to manage resilience of societies, as indeed the current fossil fuels consumption has an impact on climate change and therefore on the resilience uh, of the societies. At the same time, a vast majority of our economies is dependent on fossil fuels and therefore it is critical that we enable the alternative sources of energies before um, reducing the supply of fossil fuel, which could have a devastating impact on our societies as well. It is a fine balance, but we're fully committed to work with our clients in this process. We're recognized for our pragmatism and our strong position when it comes to providing solutions on all aspects of this transition. Okay, thank you. And uh, we've had discussions on whether hydrogen should be part of the downstream energy or power. Uh, could you comment on this? Well, I think um, that on onshore energy, we've been dealing with a lot of these technologies over time. Electrolysis, T-methane reforming, carbon capture and storage, et cetera, et cetera. Now, that question is pretty academic. Um, you know, this is of interest only for insurers. Our ambition, again, is to be able to offer a product which enables the development of the hydrogen industry. Um, and we have put in place a multidisciplinary team uh, in order to achieve that. So let's turn to Eric. Uh, as mentioned in part one, uh, hydrogen is a very light and flammable gas and is therefore quite hazardous. Could you elaborate on this, uh, Eric? Yes, Michel, effectively, hydrogen is a very light gas, but it's not toxic. However, it's very explosive and requires very little energy to ignite. 
spark of static ignition energy is sufficient to light and to ignite the hydrogen leak. When hydrogen is released, it presents a detonation hazard, explosions well, and fire hazards such as jet fires. Hydrogen flame is not easily seen, and many existing fire systems will not be adequate. Okay, and besides uh, fire and explosion risks, hydrogen can cause cold and metal embrittlement, as well as other corrosion mechanisms. Can you tell us a bit more on this? Well, liquid hydrogen is stored at very cold temperatures, and so many metals will break as glass. Due to its very small size, hydrogen molecules can penetrate high-strength steels and weaken the metal in many different ways, such as hydrogen-induced stress corrosion cracking, high-temperature hydrogen attack, as well as embrittlement of metals and wells. So what it, it's important to have special metal alloys can therefore that need to be used in the um, for these applications. Okay, and, and hydrogen has been around for a long time in industry. So risks related to hydrogen are well known. Can you give us your view? Well, hydrogen is used extensively in refineries today, and uh, it's, it's used to remove the sulfur from the gasoline streams and diesel streams. Uh, fertilizers facilities also use um, hydrogen because it's linked to the production of syngas. And so those industries are quite familiar with the gases hydrogen hazards. Many losses involving hydrogen are mostly due to inadequate flange and bolting arrangements. The gas accumulation is furnished at startup, as well as corrosion mechanism that we did discuss before. We as risk engineers have gained some good understanding of those hazards during our regular insurance site surveys. Hydrogen will be more and more produced by electrolysis of water, where it, the excess electrical power from renewable energy, uh, such as solar and wind, and even baseload generating facilities like nuclear plants, electrolyzers produce hydrogen and oxygen, and fires in hydrogen and oxygen compressors are quite well known though. In South Korea, we had recent losses due to hydrogen tank failure in a distribution center. The cause of explosion was deemed to be a permeation of oxygen into the tank. This loss creates some uproar in the general public because they don't really expect the hazard linked to hydrogen. Um, there are projects, especially in Europe, to use existing natural gas pipeline networks to transport hydrogen, either pure or blended with natural gas. This could be uh, an issue, couldn't it? Well, there's no big hydrogen grids in Europe right now, with the exception of some industrial areas like the US Gulf Coast and Rotterdam Antwerp and the German Ruhr region. The existing pipelines are designed for transportation of gas and hydrogen, not liquid. So converting the existing natural gas pipelines into pure hydrogen would seem to be a cost-effective way to transport hydrogen for short and medium range distances. But the pipeline's operating pressure is much higher and the piping materials and the compressors and seals and valves would need to be changed in order to be adapted to the hydrogen properties. So approximately three times more compressive power would be needed to transport hydrogen compared to natural gas. So as a conclusion, converting natural gas pipelines to pure hydrogen service is quite difficult. Research is ongoing for transportation of a mixture of natural gas and hydrogen up to approximately 20% in existing pipelines with fewer changes required on equipment. However, better cracking monitoring and internal coatings would be required in such cases.
Interesting, thank you. Um, going back to David, uh, we're likely to see more blue hydrogen projects than green hydrogen projects, at least for the next few years. This means CO2 underground sequestration. Do you see any risks associated with CO2 injection? Thanks, Michel. Um, the first thing to bear in mind is CO2 injection underground has been around for quite some time, um, currently being used mainly for enhanced oil recovery in upstream oil production. Now, um, deploying that technology at scale with the sole purpose of capturing CO2 uh, has not been yet very widely deployed. Um, so we continue to develop the understanding of, of the associated risks and the two points we should bear in mind probably when it comes to the type of risks, you would have your typical upstream-like sort of risk, i.e. a loss of containment, a well blowout, where uh, we would have effectively some release of, of CO2, but this would have potentially an impact on, on the facilities, but also on the economics and on the carbon credits generated by such a facility uh, with significant repercussions potentially on uh, the plants which depend on that carbon capture project. Basically, I mean, all of that is, is currently being developed and the insurance industry needs to structure its offering in that respect. Uh, turning now to, to Kevin, uh, Kevin, as a construction underwriter, you will get very busy with hydrogen projects in the future, in the next few years. And um, have you seen already some projects? Uh, yeah, yes, Michelle. You know, I think that we'll see a slow start, perhaps a handful of projects during 2022, but certainly huge growth potential in the next three years. Growth's certainly going to need assistance from governments globally to introduce legislation, incentives and trading frameworks. Demand will then increase as the fuel market develops and we expect an exponential increase in project numbers. Well, that's hard to gauge exactly when this might happen. Can you give us an example of a project you worked on? Yes, a, a good recent example I've worked on is the uh, NEON project in Saudi Arabia, a new planned city incorporating smart technologies with the aim of building a new model for sustainable living. It's early days for the project, with initial enabling works underway at the moment, however. Project location benefits from perennial solar resources and ideal wind conditions, which will support large-scale renewable energy developments, partially used to generate green hydrogen as a fuel throughout the new city. And eventually, hydrogen will be converted to ammonia for export to provide green fuel for use elsewhere in the world. Uh, the project uh, is essentially going to be a joint venture between Aqua, a major international utility, and Air Products, and will integrate up to four gigawatts of renewable energy with an expected final investment of around five billion US dollars. So this is a fascinating, very large project that we're really pleased to be associated with. Yeah, you mentioned ammonia. Eric, can you comment on ammonia? which we're likely to, to see more and more associated with hydrogen projects? Well, the issue is that hydrogen um, is stored under high pressure or liquefied at, at cold conditions. So there are only few ships that can transport liquid hydrogen at cryogenic temperatures. 
So the alternative would be to transport ammonia because ammonia contains three atoms of hydrogen, has a lower flammability, and it's not too difficult to liquefy, and is already transported around the world by ship. So therefore, for marine transportation, the proposed solution is to convert hydrogen into ammonia, as it's easier to transport, less flammable. However, ammonia is a toxic gas. Okay, that's clear. So, Kevin, what are your focus points when looking at construction projects? Well, Michelle, there are quite a few positive features that we look for in a risk of this nature, such as experience of the contracting parties, reputation of the supplier, knowledge of the owner, as well as the technology risk itself. Uh, to provide an example, we've seen um, gas turbines operating on hydrogen. We would consider the proven nature of combustors to ensure that they've successfully operated on hydrogen, as well as the turbine itself. Fuel quality is of paramount importance, as introduction of higher moisture levels within exhaust gases due to co-firing on hydrogen could cause corrosion of downstream equipment if the main firing gas contains contaminants, for example. Hydrogen has a lower calorific value than natural gas, many more gas is going to be required to achieve the same power output level. These higher mass flows will need to be evaluated to assess whether the likelihood of failure during testing is apparent. There are differences in exposure when comparing an existing power station being converted to hydrogen and a new plant, which has materials specifically selected for hydrogen operation. Of course, the attendant explosive nature of hydrogen needs to be considered as how fire protection and detection systems may require modification. Uh, hydrogen simply isn't just another gas. Very interesting. Uh, so how will you differentiate clients? Well, uh, our appetite is certainly more focused on clients who have the necessary experience and knowledge of handling hydrogen. New entrants to the field will need to demonstrate the right level of due diligence and a long-term commitment to the industry rather than a short-term investment strategy. Uh, we clearly see these projects as energy construction risks uh, due to their complexity and hazard level. Effectively, Kevin, well, I would add that gigascale hydrogen production projects are required and we all know the difficulties in building new greenfield facilities, refineries and petrochemical staff have the operational knowledge. Existing sites have logistics, utilities and off-sites that could accommodate the new hydrogen project without having to develop new greenfield projects. Nuclear power sites could also be used as hydrogen production centers. Thanks, Eric. So, Kevin, what, what are your challenges? Overall, it comes down to the experience of all the parties particularly the designers and ensuring that the front-end engineering design has been carried out by sufficiently knowledgeable organisations and that the equipment and process is fit for purpose. This is certainly a more complicated process for conversion of existing facilities. However, engagement with our risk engineers alongside our clients will assist in developing the right insurance solutions for these emerging risks. We certainly want to support this emerging industry However, we need to understand that all of the unique risks have been uh, addressed and assessed fully by our clients, and we're certainly geared up to assist our clients through this journey. Um, I've been looking at a list of large projects, uh, and they seem to be huge. Is that a concern for you? Yes, it, it certainly could be. We usually see either scaling up of existing process trains, which can cause issues 
particularly if in addition temperatures and pressures are increased, perhaps new materials introduced. We need to evaluate these exposures carefully to determine if an output increase is minor and within acceptable margins. If not, a period of reliable operation may need to be demonstrated first before insurance cover becomes widely available. Uh, the use of multiple modules of a proven size is, is often a viable solution. However, the quality of design and workmanship is of paramount importance in order to avoid multiple instances of damage due to a series of defects repeated across a large number of units. This would be something we would consider when looking at high volume hydrogen production using electrolysis units, for example. Some of the largest projects will have significant levels of complexity where renewable energy generation, hydrogen production, storage, ammonia conversion and export may all feature. Some of these elements also present additional challenges such as natural hazards for solar PV panels and wet works exposures for shipping and export terminals. Certainly knowledge of all of these industry sectors is essential to enable successful underwriting of these complex projects. Yes, exactly. And we will be faced with a lot of innovation and rapid scale up. And one of the challenges for us is to keep up to date. Our engineers and underwriters are keeping informed of technological changes. And as insurers, we're assessing emerging risks from new technologies and prototypes. We're also monitoring the scaling up of new processes that often start in the lab, then are tested in small pilot plans before building full-scale plants. So training plant operators and maintenance personnel will be quite a challenge as the process industry is facing some difficulties in recruiting engineers and technicians. Some expertise already exists within refineries and petrochemical plants. So, uh, Michel, in a few years, you will have lots of operational hydrogen plants and infrastructure to deal with? Yes, it's likely also that there will be some industrial clusters and, and therefore accumulation of risks near ports, for example, in Teesside, in the UK or in Rotterdam. We will be assessing complex hydrogen supply chains and interdependencies, which could include production, many hydrogen users, hydrogen transportation and distribution, and for many users, carbon capture, again, could be for many users and therefore accumulations should be considered. David, I think it's time to conclude. So are we ready for the challenge? Well, thanks, Michel. Um, you know, at SCORE, we have the re reputation of um, being pragmatic. We have demonstrated our ability to adjust our offering um, based on, on the evolving needs of our, our clients. So not only are we ready, but we are equipped and willing to support them during uh, this energy transition. We started to work with several clients on this matter. Fantastic. Thank you very much, David, Eric and Kevin. And thank you for listening. It's been a pleasure. If you have any question on hydrogen, don't hesitate to contact us. Thank you to all of our guests for joining today. You can subscribe to the SCORE Innovation Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or other audio platforms, and be our first listener to new episodes. If you want to share your insights with us, then send us a message at scorepodcast at score.com. Stay tuned and see you at the next episode of SCORE Innovation Podcast.